What's goody? It's your boy Donnie Ray, and we back in this bitch for the Pacers Premium Podcast, episode 16. As you can see, I'm here by myself today. That boy V, he had some fucking shit he had to do. Busy man getting to that bread. Understandable. So he had some shit he had to take care of. But me? I don't be on shit, nigga. I go to work, nigga. I come home, so <laughs> I don't be on shit. So I'm right here. Pages Premium Podcast, episode 16. So without further ado, let's get into this bitch. Um, so we had a fucking contest last week. Supposed to have one this week, but we'll have another one once V gets back on here. But congratulations. Shout out Malik. Won the first contest. We're gonna have many more to come. Gonna be giving out money, tickets, gear, all types of fucking shit. So make sure you uh, stay tuned. Uh, subscribe so you don't miss that shit. Follow us on Twitter. All that fucking shit. So Pacers standings. Pacers, they're currently fifth in the East. Fifth in the East. We try and get that four spot, but they're currently fifth in the East with a record of 39 and 25. So they're a game and a half ahead of Philly in the sixth spot. And they're two games, uh, actually a game and a half, I think, a game and a half behind Miami for the fourth spot because they just beat Dallas tonight. So, game recaps, let's get it. Um, so, we beat the Spurs on Monday, 116-111. to 111. Vic sat out, had a sore knee. Um, Pacers had a crazy second quarter, bro. They fucking outscored the Spurs 40-26. Uh, to 26. We out-rebounded the Spurs the whole game, 40 to 32. Brogdon had 26, 7 and 6. Miles Turner had 17, 1 and 5. TJ Warren had 23, 2 and 7. McDermott had 14, 1 and 5. And Sabonis had 14, 5 and 11. And one of the biggest things that stood out to me um, during this game was that TJ Warren Locked Lil Damar bitch ass the fuck up. Locked that nigga up. Damar was four from ten from the field and only had ten points. So one argument could be, well, Damar didn't take that many shots. Why didn't he take that many shots? Cause he was getting clamped up by TJ. That's why he didn't want to force no stupid shit. So Damar is a smart player. So he's not gonna shoot no stupid shots. He's not gonna force shit. And He's seen that his game was getting taken away from him by TJ. So there wasn't really much he could do. He had to settle for what he could get. And that was 10 points. So shout out TJ Warren. He locked up DeMar. And I have a topic about this later. But I really think TJ is going to help this team uh, get past where they've been getting the past few seasons and that's all i'm gonna say right now because like i said i have a topic about it but i just think that tj is a game changer for this pacers team um so we turn around we beat spurs then we lost to the bucks on wednesday and i had uh predicted that loss just because you know what i'm saying it's just like it we've been hampered with all these injuries and it's just like I know fucking Bucks, they had just fucking lost. So they weren't going to want to lose two in a row. I don't think they lost two in a row all season. Or if they have, it's only been like once or twice. You know what I'm saying? They wasn't going to want that to happen. Pacers, we not at full strength right now. You know what I'm saying? Like Vic sat out that game with sore knee. 
have a topic about that later too but it's just like we weren't at full strength i know bucks is gonna come in there with some energy i just didn't figure we was gonna win that game we got so we got down by 22 in the first quarter and it's just crazy you know like i said milwaukee had just lost so it was like like i said i figured they'd come out with some injury uh, i said injury with some energy and not want to lose but that's not a fucking excuse for us to be starting off so slow it seems like every fucking game we're starting off behind bro you know what i'm saying we put a we put ourselves in tough positions have to fight back from 15 down 10 down when it shouldn't even be like that like it's cool you know what i'm saying like you're not gonna always be in a lead you're not gonna always win every game you're not gonna always immediately jump ahead but the fact that we seem to like always be down early off in games it just makes it tougher for us to win you know what I'm saying? Like, it just is what it is. It makes it tougher for us to win if we start off the game losing every first quarter. You know what I'm saying? It just makes it tougher. So, like I said, Vic set out. They scored 22 in the first quarter. And Brogdon got hurt in the second quarter. You know what I'm saying? Bucks had 37 fast break points compared to our 14. McConnell had 14, 6, and 4. McDermott had 16, 1, 11. Sabonis had 15, 7, and 10. Uh, Warren had 18, 1, and 4. And it just seems like we didn't come to play. Like, those numbers, like, they're kind of, like, low. You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody scored 20 points. TJ didn't break 20. You know what I'm saying? Nobody broke 20. Sabonis only had 15. It just seems like when we play, like, good teams we like get scared or you know what i'm saying or fucking i don't know what it is but it just seems like when we play good teams we start off a little slow a little lackadaisical and we need to fix that shit up um and it seems that we kind of like we beat the Mavs tonight so i'll talk about that uh a little bit so it seems like we might have kind of like maybe got like a bru- a blueprint excuse me a blueprint for a way that we can beat these tougher teams, beat these better teams, because Mavs is one of the best, uh, better teams in the league, just to be honest about it. So the fact that we can beat them, but then we lose the fucking, you know, teams like the Knicks and can't beat the Bucks. It's just like we need to use this formula to beat all these good teams. So um, we beat the Bulls on Friday, 108 to 102. Brogdon, Warren, McDermott were all out. Uh, shout out Brian Bowens. He got his first NBA start. I guess he's out of NBA days, so he, we won't see him in the NBA anymore. But shout out him. He got his first NBA start. And like I was saying, Pacers started off slow once again. We was down 10-2 early. But pretty much after that, we pretty much took the lead. I mean, uh, took control of the game from there on out. Didn't have the lead from there on, then on out, but we took control of the game. And we shot 50% from the field. You know what I'm saying? And one thing, like I said this on multiple podcasts, Pacers always let motherfuckers get career highs. Fucking Shaquille Harrison had a career high of 25 points on our ass. It's just like, what the fuck? We'd be letting these bum, bum bum-ass niggas get these fucking career highs on us. And I was, uh, I think I was watching the, I think it was the Pacers game. I think it might have been Quinn. And he was just talking about how, like, no, actually, I think it was Jeff Van Gundy and uh, Mark Jackson, but they were just talking about how, like, everybody in the league can hoop. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody in the league can get buckets. And you can tell that from their career highs. Like, everybody in the fucking league, if they've been in the league for a minute, they damn near got, like, a, a high 30, 
40 point, you know what I'm saying, career high. But the fact is that they can't do that consistently, which is why they're not an all-star superstar or whatever. But everybody in the league can get buckets at like one point. They have a game where they go off, get 40 points, but they can't do it consistently. So don't ever think these motherfuckers in the NBA are trash or anything. Like we say they trash and shit, but that's relative to everybody else in the league type shit. But don't ever think they trash compared to you. You know what I'm saying? Because like there's bums in the NBA that would bust your fucking ass. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, I hate on fucking Alice Caruso, but that motherfucker would bust my ass. And it's crazy. I know motherfuckers that be like, no, man, he wouldn't. No, bro, this nigga's in the NBA. You're not in the NBA. He would bust your fucking ass. I don't give a fuck how good you fucking think you are at basketball. No, bro, you're not in the NBA. You're not getting paid to play basketball. You're not good enough, bro. If you were good enough, you would be in the NBA, bro. You would be getting paid to play basketball. For all these niggas, no, bro, he suck. He wouldn't bust my ass. No, the fuck he would, bro. You niggas is stupid, bro. <laughs> niggas are delusional. He wouldn't beat me. I'm good. I would lock him. No, bro. You wouldn't lock him up, bro. You go to work every day, bro. This nigga plays basketball every day. Shut the fuck up, nigga. Niggas is dumb, bro. Um, so that was just a little little side rant. But just like I said, bro, everybody in the uh on the I was about to say on the Bulls. In the NBA, they can get buckets. But the fact that we let Shaquille Harrison get a career high 25 points on us, that's ignorant. Uh, Oladipo had 16, 4, and 3. Sabonis had 24, 3, and 12. Miles Turner had 15, 1, and 8. Fucking Jakar Sampson, 14, 3, and 5. Sumner, 12, 5, and 3. So we had like a lot of people step up since we had a lot of people out. You know what I'm saying? Next man up. Uh, is something that the Pacers have always, you know what I'm saying, embraced. And, like, you could really tell with that game, like, we fought it out, you know what I'm saying? Like, good win, bro. Like, injuries, bro, they're killing us, but we're still finding a way to pull out these games. And I'm loving that, bro. That's resilient, resiliency, man. Um, So, we beat the Mavs tonight, 112 to 109 and it was a tough game like you know it was like a close game whole time but fucking Vic shout out Vic he played this game hit a go ahead um what it was a go ahead three pointer go ahead jumper or whatever but like 38 seconds left to fucking give us the uh go ahead lead and it's like I like I, I like where Vic's head is at because he's, his confidence is not wavering because like he had three chances you know what I'm saying he got like stripped by uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. at uh, one possession then the next possession he ends up getting going to the rim getting blocked by Porzingis and he still just kept going at it third time's a charm you know what I'm saying he knocked down that jumper and it's just like Pacers we can use this like as a blueprint. I was saying this a little bit earlier as to how we can beat these good teams because we got Luka Doncic in foul trouble early and that took him out the game early. Now, of course, he came back in. He was still killing. Luka Doncic is not really too much you can do, but we got him out the game early, got him, got him in foul trouble. And it's just like after that, you know, what I'm saying things just started going our way. So I feel like we can use that as a blueprint. If we get these star players in foul trouble or just start to attack them, you know, what I'm saying get them out their element, get them uncomfortable, making them have to play defense. You know what I'm saying? Then if we do that, 
that'll make it, you know what I'm saying, tire them out and then I have to do more on offense. And it's just like it just makes it easier for us. You know what I'm saying? We get them in foul trouble, get the best player off the court. Like, you know what I'm saying? Hey, it's it's a strategy game, bro. At some point, like, you gotta know, you gotta play to your strengths. You know what I'm saying? It's so I just feel like if we start attacking players and getting them in foul trouble. Now, I'm not necessarily saying that's, oh, I want to go at him, get him fouled. But you know what I'm saying? Like, attack this player, bro. Like, this is a star player. Make him play defense. Make him play both ends of the court. Because when we just make these players, like, fucking James Harden and shit like that, we just make them play offense. You know what I'm saying? They're going to bust our ass. But when we make them play both ends of the court, play defense. Okay, he's a little tired. They're coming on the offensive end. He might miss a couple more shots because he's been exerting himself on defense. So I just feel like we can use this as a blueprint. Uh, as to how we can beat these good teams, uh, Oladipo had 16, 7, and 4. Sabonis had 26 and 17. And he broke Troy Murphy's record for most uh, double doubles in the season at 49. So this was his 50th double double. Congratulations, Sabonis. That's a big feat to be able to say you got 50 double doubles in a fucking season. Like, that's an achievement. So, uh, congratulations to bonus. Shout out to bonus. Keep it up, man. Uh, Miles Turner has 16 and 13. Miles has been coming to form lately. Like we said this on the last podcast, me and V. But Miles is just really coming to form, getting comfortable with his role, getting a little more confident. And I'm just loving it. Like I know, like I said before, people think I hate Miles, but. I just want him to play to his potential because I see what he can be. And it seems like he's starting to get more comfortable and he might be, um, you know, getting in the zone and becoming that player that he's supposed to be. So I'm all here for it. Uh, I hope he keeps that shit up as well. McConnell had 12-5-1. Uh, TJ Warren had 16-1-8. Brogdon got hurt versus the Bucks. I didn't speak on that when I was doing the Bucks recap. But he, I think I think I might have, might have, but he got hurt in like the second quarter, so uh, he didn't play this game, obviously. But it's just like these injuries, man. They're starting to fuck with us. But I love that even when our starting point guard is out, we got this big dub tonight versus the Mavs, and we just need to keep that shit up. I'm loving it, like fifth seed we can get that fourth seed like we just need the patients need to stay focused head down and just keep going like the finish line is almost there in terms of the season so like we just need to stay focused and get that fourth seed man like we can do it patients can fucking do it so like i said i'm here by myself <clears throat> right now doing patients premium podcast episode 16 but I'm going to record with V later on this week. I know we've been talking about it. It's just been crazy stuff popping up. But me and V got this new podcast coming out called You Reach, We Teach. We're going to be talking about just random shit, uh, other basketball shit mostly, and then just like some other random topics, just whatever we feel like speaking on. But we just wanted to do something that was uh, not just Pacers because we like really try to focus on just Pacers shit on here. But we wanted to do something with other uh, sports, basketball, other teams and just other shit in general. So that's going to be called You Reach, We Teach. Make sure you check that out. Going to be recording one of those this week, dropping it this week. I know I keep saying that, but we're really doing it. So 
like I said, Brogdon, he got injured. He has a torn left quad. And isn't that the same injury that Tony Parker and Kawhi Leonard were having quad injuries? It's seeming that these quad injuries are becoming way more apparent. You know what I'm saying? I've, uh, I'm pretty sure somebody else this season had a quad injury. And it's just like, I hadn't heard about this shit until like two years ago when Kawhi Leonard got hurt. But now it's just like I said, it seemed like everybody's getting quad injuries and shit. It's just like, what's going on? Like, why? Why is this becoming apparent? You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe like teams need to do an investigation into that and to see like, what is it that is making players start to hurt their quads, tear their quads more? Because, you know, what I'm saying like. ACLs, you know, like that's a common like sports injury, but quad tears is becoming more common. It's just like random to me. So I, I don't know. And with that being said, like I said, it was a quad Leonard, you know what I'm saying, type injury. And Nate McMillan said it's like a pain thing. It's just how much pain can Brogdon bear. And that's kind of like, I'm pretty sure that's what it was with Kawhi. There was like, it's just like really how much pain he can play through and how much he can handle. And that was one of the things, like reason why he wanted to sit down. I I don't think he wanted any pain. So it's just like, this is like, I'm kind of like worried now at this point, because it's just like, if this is similar to Kawhi Leonard shit, this kept Kawhi out so long. I know Tony Parker came back from it quicker, but it's just like, it's concerning because if they're saying it's just like how much pain he can tolerate, it almost like it's not going to get better this season. So he just has to play through the pain. And if that's the case, that could fuck you up in the long term. And that also can just keep him out because he may not be able to play through the pain. We don't know what that uh, pain level is and we don't know what his pain tolerance is. So that's just concerning. We need to keep an eye on that. I hope it doesn't, you know what I'm saying? I hope it like heals itself quick. Maybe you need to get in them hyperbolic chambers, oxygen chambers, whatever that shit is. But it's just like Brogdon, it's always something with this dude, man. Like this man missed his 15th game with his seventh injury this year. And it's just like, it seems like every other week, this boy's getting hurt. And I know the Bucks are fucking laughing at us right now. Like, ha ha, motherfuckers. This is why we didn't want to sign him back because he's injury prone. And it's like, when he's out there on the court and he's playing at the level they should be playing, he's a fucking force. Like, I know sometimes I say, like, he gets, like, bored out there, lackadaisical. But, like, when he's on his game, he's on his game and he's a fucking force. And we need him out here. And it's just like, the fact that these injuries are keeping him off the court is just annoying and concerning to say the least man i just hope it doesn't you know i'm turning this a habitual thing where it happens for his whole contract with us man like we need him at a hundred percent bro like if we're gonna fucking do anything in the playoffs we're gonna need him so i just hope he can pull this shit together hope he heals up rehab all this shit i just hope brogdon gets this shit together man because the fact of the matter is we're going to need him. Um, so. I know I, this is one of the topics that me and V are going to talk about, so I'm not going to speak too much about it, but shout out Reggie, man. I know we talked about Reggie last week, but shout out Reggie again, man. He invited 
Spike. Spike Lee. So if you don't know Spike Lee, like I said, I'm not going to talk too much about it because me and V going to talk about it on the You Reach We Teach. But Spike Lee got into it with the Knicks and he was saying he wasn't going to go to any more Knicks games this year. So Reggie, you know, Reggie being as smart ass that he is. Shout out Reggie. Pacer Nation, you know what it is. Reggie invited Spike to be a Pacer fan. And that was just funny to me because, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, that's some like smart ass, like nigga Reggie shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just like some fucking shit you would expect from Reggie, bro. And I just love that. And it's just like, Reggie was like, I guess I'm not going to talk too much about it. But like the whole thing was just like, um, Spike got into it because like Madison Square Garden, how he couldn't get into blah, blah, blah. And Reggie was like, that wouldn't happen at Banker's Life. And it absolutely would not happen at Banker's Life. Like I'd be seeing fucking uh, Donnie Walsh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Leave the vicinity, leave the premises, the building, you know what I'm saying? In his car, like they block off traffic, all that shit. And it's just like, Indiana people, bro, we not tripping off shit like that. Like, if Spike Lee was one of our biggest fans, like, we wouldn't be tripping off him coming into a fucking employee entrance. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Banker's Life, like, you know what I'm saying? Our owners, Herb Simon, GM, you know what I'm saying? Fucking Pritchard, Walsh, we not on that shit. Like, Dolan's a fucking dickhead. Like, you know what I'm saying? James Dolan, whatever, he's a fucking dickhead. Everybody knows that. So, like, the fact that that shit is even happening is corny and it just wouldn't happen in indiana bro like we not dickheads so come on spike come on down to patient nation you feel me so just want to talk about that real quick shout out reggie shout out patient nation oh and speaking of patient nation man i noticed bro that ron i don't know if you watched last week but i noticed that you didn't comment last week man where you at ron man we missed you bro <laughs> so i definitely noticed that shout out ron man come on back um so injury report mcdermott was day-to-day with a toe injury he played vic was day-to-day with knee soreness he played warren was day-to-day with leg soreness he played he played so really all we got is brogdon and lamb out and Brogdon's out indefinitely, like I said, with that quad. Lamb's out for the season. We know this. Um, we just need to, you know what I'm saying, like, come together. And just like that next man up, you know, mentality is what we have to have. And we had it on, what, Friday versus the Bulls. And we just need to keep that mentality and just next man up. Like, hey, if your name's called upon... Hey, time to strap them up and hoop. You know what I'm saying? And with all these injuries that we've been having, it's been reports that Pacers are in strong talks to sign that man Lance. Sign the man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just feel like, bro, like sign this man Lance, bro. Like he's been, uh, you know what I'm saying? He's been killing in China. And I guess they've postponed indefinitely the um, CBA China Basketball Association, they postponed their season indefinitely because of coronavirus. And I didn't know that. I thought the season might have been over because uh, Lance was here and he was talking about like he's back and all that. So I thought the season was over, but I guess not. But they suspended the season 
uh, and definitely because the coronavirus. So they're like, if Lance is, is going to come back, he's going to need permission from the CBA. So he probably had to buy out his contract or something. But it's just like, I feel like this is a great time to bring Lance in, bro. Like it'll rejuvenate the team. Like that energy that Lance brings is second to fucking none. Like Lance's energy is off the charts. Like people here love Lance. Like it will be a sold out fucking game for sure. No matter who the fuck we play, we could be playing a fucking Charlotte Hornets, bro. It will be a sold out game when fucking uh stevenson makes his debut if he gets signed and it's looking like he will so i'm excited for that i can't wait sign the man like i just really feel like he'll have a shit ton to prove you know what i'm saying like motherfuckers say he had shit to prove before but like he was never out the nba you know what i'm saying like he was always in the nba like he might have went to fucking charlotte and didn't perform you know what i'm saying and then bounced around a couple of teams memphis all that and didn't perform but he was always still in the league but now that he like you know what i'm saying he didn't get signed he was out the league this boy playing in china and now we coming back like i feel like he has like a lot more to prove like i'm here to stay like i can do this like i'm here so i feel like that'll really like help our team too and just like i said that energy and just lance can hoop bro like he can hoop like i know he's oc sometimes but i i'm hoping that he's grown up and that you know what i'm saying he's mature and just like his game is mature and now he'll just be a different Lance on the court and like just have something to prove. So I'm excited for that. Hopefully they get that fucking deal done and watch out for that. Like that's going to be great, man. That shit's going to be crazy. Lance back on the fucking Pacers. Can't wait. Need that deal done. Sign the man. So weekly predictions. Short week, man. Uh, we only got two games this week. Play the Celtics on Tuesday and uh, 76ers on Saturday. So, play the like I said, Celtics on Tuesday. Brown, Jalen Brown's day to day with a hammy, uh, hamstring injury. Uh, Hayward's day to day with a knee, but he's expected he's expected to play today, so I'm sure he's gonna play the next uh, next game versus us. Uh, Tatum averages 23, 3 and 7. Walker, Kimball Walker averages 21, 5 and 4. Gordon Hayward averages 17, 4 and 6. And um, if Vic doesn't play that game, I'm putting it down as a loss. But if Vic plays, we're going to win that game. And that's just how I'm going. I'm feeling about it. Like um, Celtics is obviously a tough team. So we're going to need our best player or he might not be the best player right now, but like our theoretical best player on the court. You know what I'm saying? So. If he plays, we'll get that dub. But if not, it's going to be tough. And I've, it'll still be a close game, but I figure we'll get the loss if Vic doesn't play. And then we play the 76ers on Saturday. And we've been playing the Sixers like a lot lately, so I'm not going to go over the stats, uh, the players, anything. But similar to the Celtics game, if Vic doesn't play this game, I figure it'll be a loss. Um... Uh, actually, ah, uh, fuck. This is I had this one. If Vic doesn't play a loss, 
but I'm going to just put it down as a dub, bro, because we haven't, we've been struggling versus fucking Sixers this season. And hopefully Lance will be on the team by then. You know what I'm saying? And actually, I feel like this will just be a good, that'll be a good game. Saturday night game. We'll just lost the Celtics, have a couple days off, get our mind right. And Vic will play. And I feel like we'll actually get that dub versus 76ers on Saturday. So I'm predicting us to go one and one this week. Um, I'll keep the fucking records off since V's not here. I won't even worry about that. But I'm predicting us to go one and one this week. Make sure you comment below. Let me know what you th uh, think your weekly predictions are. Or not what you think your weekly predictions are. What your weekly predictions are. And what you think the Pacers are going to do. And how they're going to fare this week. So, I was speaking about injuries a little bit earlier. And Vic, his knee is kind of concerning because this man keeps miss keeps missing games because of a sore knee and it's not like a um like a low management type sit out where he's just come back from an injury we want to rest him type shit it's like actually no like his knee is like sore and like swollen like i've seen footage like before games you know what i'm saying like his knee is like visibly swollen and that's concerning and like part of the like i was reading an article and some of the people are talking about should the Pacers shut him down to ensure that he's healthy for next season and that's just an interesting like you know what i'm saying like topic because i feel like this is one of the best years for the Pacers to be able to make a run out of the east because katie and kyrie aren't on brooklyn like just 100 you know what i'm saying about it like when katie and Kyrie's come back, you know what I'm saying? Like, Nets are going to be the favorites to fucking come out the East. So, with that being said, this is one of the, like, best times for us to strike. So, I don't see a sitting Vic, and I don't think that would be a good idea, but it just is concerning that this knee keeps bothering him. And it's just something we need to keep an eye on, and just hopefully it just stops, like... You know what I'm saying? I know I've torn my hamstring, so I know just even coming back from that, like it's still just like sore for a while, even after you're healed, you know what I'm saying, and cleared to play. So it could just be something like that, but it just seems like it's still just lingering or lingering around. So I'm just hoping it's nothing serious and that it blows over and that by the time playoffs comes, like he's not sitting out game because we can't have him sitting out in the playoffs just like 100. I know they have days off in between in the playoffs, so that can help out. But it's just like we can't have Vic sitting out during the playoffs. We're going to need him in the playoffs. So I hope this shit blows over and, you know what I'm saying, this stops becoming a habitual thing. Um, So I had spoke about this too earlier. And... TJ Warren, I was reading an article and it was just like, is TJ Warren our answer to getting out of the first round of the playoffs? And the Pacers have lost in the first round in four consecutive seasons, except for like the 2014-2015 season. I think that was when um, Paul George got hurt and we didn't make the playoffs. But besides for that, we've made the playoffs every year. And shout out there. Then even still, 
we've had winning seasons for 31 years you know what i'm saying 31 consecutive seasons i talked about that last uh last episode so even though we didn't make the playoffs we still had a winning record so like i said that just shows like the resiliency of the team the mindset that we always coming to win but for four consecutive seasons we fucking been knocked out in the first round and i i've talked about this before like how that i'm fed up with just like motherfuckers be like okay with we're competing we uh we uh, had a good series went to seven games and that's all fine and good bro but we're losing in the first round like at the end of the day we're losing in the first round like it's fine to compete fine to have good winning seasons all that but we're losing in the first round the fucking goal of the nba is to win a fucking championship like every fucking team's goal is to win a championship now my, their immediate goal may not be to win a championship you know what i'm saying but the fucking overall goal is to win a championship so the fact that we're losing in the first round just shows that something's not being done right bro and we need to figure that shit out and one of the things it may be is that recent in the recent years we haven't really had that much like defensive prowess or that lockdown player like yeah paul george but he hasn't been on the team in what three years you know what i'm saying so when paul george is here he's our defensive stopper but other than that you know what i'm saying who have we had to play defense and that's where tj warren comes into play man like this man be locking boys up he plays with heart like that little just feud to him and jimmy butler was having is because they both play hard you know what i'm saying they both d'ing up trying to keep that motherfucker from scoring you know what i'm saying so i feel like this man tj adds some grit and grind to the team that we haven't had before and in the previous seasons that we haven't had that defensive stopper and we can put him on our bet on their best player the opposing team's best player and he can lock them up you know what i'm saying so i just feel like tj warren is our answer to getting us out of the first round and also, too, it comes with the seeding and everything. We're trying to get that fourth seed. But I just feel like TJ Warren will be able to play defense in the playoffs. And like I've said it before, like in the playoffs, defense is what matters, bro. Like you can't be getting easy buckets. And just like the mentality of fucking TJ Warren, I take no fucking shit. Like you see them say, uh, Jimmy Butler, meet me outside. I'll beat your fucking ass. Like, that's just like his mindset. Like, he's tough. And I just feel like that mentality is something good for the team. And just the fact that his tough mentality and he plays defense, I feel like that is something that will drive us into the second round. So, shout out TJ Warren, man. I'm looking forward to the playoffs, man. It's going to be fucking a fun fucking year for the playoffs. For sure. And, uh... So at the end of every episode, I like to end with fantasy pickups. And I don't really have to me, I don't have no fantasy pickups this week because I'm fucking sick. I'm fucking sick. So um pretty much been this whole season, bro. Been fucking having this number one seed, been trying to get this number one seed. I've had it all season, locked it up. But I fucking lost la- the week before last one uh last week but i lost the week before last to the nigga that's in second place so i'm like okay i can't lose no more games have my fucking shit set up for this week 
and I fucking didn't check my shit on fucking Saturday, and I fucking maxed out players on Saturday. You can only play 36 players a week, so I played 36 players. It's a soft cap, so if you don't play 36 by Sunday, you can have a full lineup. And I I was beating the nigga by 100 points, basically. Had a full lineup. He had a full lineup, so I was going to fucking win. And my fucking dumbass, so Eric Gordon that fucking got hurt, like, the night before or something, two nights before, and I, I, I get, I don't really remember if he fucking played, but I'm thinking maybe he played, and they still counted that as a fucking, as a game, or maybe I just wasn't paying attention, but I had figured that they didn't count that as a game, so I put in somebody else on Saturday, because I was like, all right, bet, so I still have room for another player, I should just kept that motherfucker out, but that person that I put in put me over the fucking max, and long story short, I'm, I'm fucking gonna lose, or I probably fucking already lost, I haven't even looked at the score, because I didn't fucking check my shit on Saturday, so PSA, man, fantasy people, make sure you fucking checking your shit, playoffs is coming, check your fucking shit, and I'm fucking telling you, I'm going into this fucking like, hey, it might be good that I'm lost. I'm going into this fucking playoffs with a fucking vengeance. I'm beating everybody's motherfucking ass in these playoffs, bro. I don't give a fuck. I'm beating your fucking ass because I'm fucking shitty. I should have this number one seed. I'm about to have the number two seed. I'm really shitty because like the number one seed with them near a cakewalk to the fucking finals. And now it's going to be more difficult because like there's gonna be like some better teams i gotta play because i'm in the bottom half of the fucking bracket now because number one number two so i'm just frustrated about it i'm shitty about it my dumb ass fault can't be mad at anybody but me but just know i'm gonna fucking beat y'all asses in fucking the playoffs i'm coming a vengeance i'm angry so that's just my fantasy rant one person <laughs> you could pick up um McLaughlin from Timberwolves fucking D-Lo been playing he played like trash the other night bro had like six points or something stupid and it's just like fantasy gets so frustrating when motherfuckers do like that like boys be like random motherfuckers be hooping on another team and then motherfuckers on your team that should be hooping don't be hooping so it's just like man it's just frustrating I'm frustrated I'm coming for fucking blood in the fucking playoffs so psa man make sure y'all stay on top of y'all fantasy shit long story short man check your fucking shit because uh, that shit's been bothering me all day i don't know if you can fucking tell but that's just really been bothering me all day i'm fucking shitty had a number one seed locked up all fucking year and i let it slip out of my hands in three fucking weeks bro fucking crazy man check your fucking shit so this has been this has been the fucking Pacers Premium Podcast episode 16 make sure you follow us on fucking Twitter Pacers Premium Black on Black V Bradley 92 you know what I'm saying make sure you check out that You Reach We Teach we dropping one of those later on this week me and T-Bird got some shit coming out Fashion Week with T-Bird and Donnie Ray. I don't know if that's what it's going to be called. I like that name, though. Um, after show, Donnie Ray's No Filter. Got this content coming. Got music finna drop. Just subscribe. Stay tuned. Follow us. All that good shit, man. So, like I said, 
Hey, this is actually a longer episode than it's been with me and V. I don't know. I just had a lot of shit to say. I don't know. I just feel like I'm, uh, I don't know. I'd be cool with the talking and shit. I'm getting uh, a little more comfortable with the shit. I've been doing this shit for a minute. Getting better at the shit. Feel like I have a cool little voice. To my own horn. <laughs> but yeah, man. Patience Premium Podcast, man. Episode 16. Follow us on fucking Facebook. I say Facebook. Yeah, I got a Facebook too. Follow me on Facebook. Follow fucking Ron Rational Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Black on Black. Pacers Pod. V Bradley. Episode 16, Pacers Premium Podcast. I'm out this bitch. Yes, sir.